0: I'd like to kick today's show off with two quotes. The first one is, "Most of us tiptoe through life in order to make it safely to death." That's by Theodore Roosevelt. and the second one is, "Life shrinks or expands in the proportion to one's courage." That's a nice nun. And today I'm going to talk about courage. Don't worry if it doesn't make sense as to why I'm talking about this topic. I do explain it later on in the show. And as always, I want to give you three of the benefits right at the top of the show so that you can make a decision whether or not to invest some time into listening to today's show. Today, I dispel some of the myths around courage. I also share my philosophy of courage and where I draw that philosophy from. And lastly, I discuss some practical ideas about how to build courage in your day-to-day experience. So as always, I'd like to welcome you to Fitness for Fatherhood, the podcast helping first-time fathers find the time to regain their health and fitness become the superhero dads their kids look up to. I'm Stacey Liddell, your host, a qualified personal trainer, two-time amateur physique competitor, and the proud dad of a four-month-old baby girl. I firmly believe that a healthy body and mind are the cornerstones to a fulfilling life. Get ready to gain actionable tools and strategies from real-life examples to take control of your health and fitness. To become the superhero dad your kids can look up to. I want to welcome everyone back to the podcast and today I'm going to discuss something that may at first not seem relevant to a show titled Fitness for Fatherhood but I'm hoping that I can explain why I want to talk about what I'm going to talk about today and tie it into my overall vision and mission for this podcast. Um, I think that over the last few months, I've done a lot of work in the background deciding on my purpose and my vision and what I want to do going forward. And essentially what I've what I've really fallen into, or kind of stumbled into is trying to create content, that is going to empower men and specifically fathers in this podcast because i just think that from all the data and the stats that i've been going over and the books that i've been reading and the podcasts i've been listening to i just feel that uh, men are are not having an easy time of things as of late and I think that my real goal and mission is to try and assist men to become better men, to become better fathers. And I think that for me, certainly, it started in the gym, It started with exercise and getting into shape and looking after myself and looking after my body. Then I started working on my nutrition. Once I'd built a solid gym routine, and i started realizing that what you put in to your body as fuel is very very important and that there are better and worse options and then from there i started looking at mindset uh, and psychology and mental strength and you know i lean a lot into stoic philosophy and i also rely on meditation to help me be more present and be in the moment. And sorry, that's a very long-winded roundabout way to introduce what I want to talk to you about today, but I just wanted to frame it so that you as a listener understand why I'm taking a break talking purely about fitness and exercise and why I want to talk about something that's, I think, very important for all men to develop, and that's courage. It's a word we all know very well and I think there are many ways of living courageously and I just want to talk a little bit about what I believe it is to live courageously and I'm hoping that if I explore the philosophy behind courage, the philosophy of courage that I believe in and debunk some of the myths around courage, I can then also help arm you with some practical strategies that help you think about courage and how you can build courage in your day-to-day life. So I first want to start off by setting the stage and just, you know, talk about the fact that I think the way that courage is depicted in the media and in Hollywood and oftentimes in history as well, is that it's seen as these extraordinary acts of bravery in exceptional circumstances. You know, you can perhaps think of an example like the 300 who went and died bravely at Thermopylae. Or you can think of Winston Churchill standing and giving a speech talking about how Britain will never surrender and they'll basically fight to the death to save the Western world. And while those extraordinary acts of courage are important and they shape our history, I think it takes away from the fact that courage can also be an everyday experience. It's about the small choices that we make every single day. I've done a lot of reading and a lot of listening to what various people think about courage and something that really stuck with me was or are the words that margie warrell said margie warrell is an australian author she's written a few books about courage and she said in her ted talk that courage and comfort can't ride on the same horse so to put that quote into context she was talking about a story from her childhood growing up in australia her parents couldn't afford to buy her a riding horse but as luck had it there was a raffle to win a horse and lo and behold Her father entered the lottery and won a wild Brumby. For those of you who aren't familiar with what a wild Brumby is, that is, if you think about it in an American context, a Mustang, it's essentially a wild horse. Um, They obviously can be trained to ride, but it takes some time to break them in and quite an intimidating and scary experience. And she speaks about how uh, she was terrified to get on this horse, but through Saddling him up, taking care of him, and actually riding him. And she even joked about how she was bucked off a few times. That she built up courage by facing her fears and by walking towards the fear of riding the horse. And so that's exactly the point, right? The way to build courage is to choose the path of resistance, the path of growth, and not to sit in our comfort even when it's scary to do so. I think it's also important to understand the concept of fear. And if we understand fear, then I think we can work with it as an ally rather than a foe. And in some ways we can even conquer certain fears. An important thing to realize, and this is something that I picked up from reading Um, evolutionary psychology and listening to podcasts about fear fear was a very important survival mechanism for our ancestors it was an adaptive mechanism that would have saved us from being very very reckless if we if we were overly courageous and brave from a very different environment to what we live in today you know there were things hunting us trying to kill us trying to eat us Um, a lot of the natural world was not in any way uh, going to be friendly or kind to us when we were when our ancient ancestors were, were roaming the planet but unfortunately our brains haven't adapted that sense of fear and survival for our modern society and this instinct of fear can sometimes hold us back and I think as I said earlier you know it's about recognizing that you can work with fear you can use fear as a signal to point you in the direction of growth and i think an important caveat here is to say that it doesn't mean that you should be a hero right the fear is telling you to run and sometimes the right choice is to run if you're in a life threatening situation sometimes the best option isn't to stand and fight but rather to acquiesce to the fear it really depends on the context but i'm talking about the kinds of fears that we face in modern society like fear of failure, fear of discomfort, fear of, of disappointing other people, those kinds of fears. I'm not really talking about the fear of facing down someone with a loaded gun uh, in, a, in a robbery situation or something like that. That's a very different kind of situation where I think you need to rely on a bit of common sense as well as the fear that's signaling you that something is actually severely wrong. And So, you know, just to talk or lean back into the story of Margie Worrell and the fact that she got onto that horse and rode that horse, regardless of the fear that she faced, just shows us that courage isn't the absence of fear, right? I think it's important to see courage as acting in the face of fear, so doing what is necessary in spite of being scared or afraid of the situation. And I hope that by busting firstly the myth about courage being extraordinary acts of bravery and that courage being having a sense of no fear, I hope by breaking those two myths that you're starting to see a better picture of of how i think about courage and how i think if we look at courage this way we can actually use it in a very positive way in our lives i think it's also important for me to just share a little bit about my philosophy of courage and i lean quite heavily into the stoic understanding of of courage it's one of the four virtues that Stoics really really emphasize and in actual fact it seems to be the bedrock virtue because without courage you aren't really able to pursue the other three virtues because you don't have the backbone to do it if you haven't developed the courage to step into the problems that that we face and um, maybe to talk a little bit about where I was informed Quite a lot about courage, and that was the book by the author Ryan Holiday, who writes a lot about Stoic philosophy. And his book is called "Courage Is Calling: Fortune Favors the Brave." And I think if you're looking for a Stoic understanding, a deep understanding of Stoic courage, it's a great book to pick up and read. Um, but I just want to give a, a little breakdown of what I took away from the book, um, so that you can see where I get this this philosophy of courage from. In the book, uh, Ryan Holiday basically explores the essential virtue of courage, and he does this through the lens of Stoic philosophy. He sets out to define courage, and it's quite interesting here that the Stoics don't just view courage as physical courage, but also as moral and psychological courage. And this is the sense of doing the right thing in the face of fear, pain, And also uncertainty. And the nice thing about the book is that Ryan Holiday explores different historical figures. And he goes through some stories. And he sort of illustrates how courage has been a pivotal virtue for leaders. And for personal integrity. And I think most importantly overcoming adversity. And he structures the book around the idea that courage manifests in four different ways. Um, he says, facing fear, pursuing higher purpose, standing up for what is right, and persevering in the face of setbacks are all demonstrations of courage. And I think that's wonderful because we can all picture moments in our life where those four acts of courage happen almost on a daily basis, if not on a daily, definitely on a weekly basis. And Ryan Holiday also provides a lot of actionable advice on how to cultivate each one of these four forms of courage. And he really breaks down the myth that courage is something that we are born with, that certain people are courageous and others aren't. Um, And he shows us that courage is a skill that can be developed and grown through practice and a commitment to courage. And for, for me, that's someone who loves training and exercising. I think that's awesome to learn that if courage is like a muscle and we can exercise it, it means we all can grow it and develop it if we put the time and effort to do so. And then, before I wrap up on Ryan's book, I just want to mention that he also goes into some anecdotes of political leaders. I think he looks at activists and soldiers as well. And then, obviously, he talks about philosophers who exemplified what it means to be brave in the Stoic sense. And the lovely thing about that is that these examples really demonstrate to us how courage has shaped history and the history of humanity, but also personal histories and personal destinies. And I think a big part of the emphasis on the book is that he shows that courage is still relevant today, because we live in such a fast-paced world, a world that changes all the times, so where uncertainty is lurking around every corner. And by developing this virtue, you're going to be able to grow as a person in the face of all this adversity. And I guess at the end of the day, the book is really just a great meditation on the nature of courage, as the Stoics see it, but also it's a practical guide to living both boldly and ethically. And the word ethically here is used in the Stoic sense of um, of Stoic ethics, which is to act in according, accordance with your nature. And it really challenged me to confront my fears and to act on my convictions and my beliefs and values. And it really has called me into or to lead a life of courage And I guess, as the title says, you know, fortune favors the brave. I mean, the original saying, I think, is fortune favors the bold. But ultimately, that is the message of the book, is that if you live courageously, you will live a better life. So I guess a question you may be asking is, well then, how do we cultivate courage in our daily lives? And the first thing that you need to do is you need to have the self-awareness to pick up on your fears so that you can tell when you're feeling scared or afraid of something and to decide whether it's worth it to lean into those fears or if the fear is really telling you that something is life-threatening and that you need to walk away from it and to be very careful not to overemphasize the negative outcomes of of doing something because that's how brains are wired. Our brains are wired to look out for losses more than for gains. And that's, again, another survival mechanism that has stuck around from our ancient past. So step one is to be in tune with yourself, be in tune with your fears. And then as Jocko Willink said on on one of the clips that I've watched about him when he talks about courage, is once that fear signals something to you, you need to step aggressively towards the fear, towards what you're afraid of, and yes, it's going to be hellishly uncomfortable, but as you start to grow in confidence as you step towards your fears, it does become easier. Maybe it doesn't it's not might not be easier to overcome the fear, but it becomes easier to step towards it. It becomes easier. To fight that urge to run away or give up. And as you start doing this more and more, you're developing that so called courage muscle. And maybe a personal example that I can share with you is that um, I think it was back in 2011, quite some time ago now, I was in America and some friends and I decided to fly from New York to Las Vegas. We had some time off work and we wanted to go check Vegas out and do some gambling and have a bit of a crazy couple of nights there. Um, we were in our early 20s, so we thought it would be an awesome thing to do. And on the flight over from New York to Las Vegas, we had a really, really rough bit of turbulence. I'm not talking about the, the kind of turbulence you experience on on most flights. This was an electrical storm And apparently we were the first plane out of New York. And normally what happens is the plane in front will send back information to the planes coming behind. So we were kind of the canary in the coal mine there. And we were bouncing around like I've never experienced before or after that. Um, People were throwing up. There was even one point in the flight where uh, the turbulence sort of subsided a little bit. So people were desperate to go to the bathroom but then it came back and some people kind of were lifted off the the floor of the airplane like in the movies and um, yeah it was just absolutely terrifying and after that I unfortunately developed a fear of flying and I haven't allowed that fear to stop me from traveling and experiencing the world Um, I still don't really like flying much but every time I confront the fear of flying and every time a flight goes safely and goes well I've actually found it easier and easier to deal with the process of getting on the plane taking off flying and landing so um, I think unfortunately with flying there's no real exposure therapy um, unless you have access to simulators and things like that but for me the exposure is the full experience but if you are Running into situations where you're feeling scared or or wanting to run, perhaps find ways that you can do it in small steps and push yourself further each time. And that way, you develop your courage, you develop your confidence, and it'll just get easier, as I said earlier. Um, Probably near the end here, I just want to touch on a couple more things and something I think that's very important. When talking about courage, is to realize that our lives are shaped by the stories that we tell ourselves. You know, I didn't really think much about narrative and narratives and how impactful they are on our lives until about, I guess, three years ago. And I really started looking into archetypes and Jungian psychology and those kinds of things and how powerful stories are and how human beings are great not only are we great storytellers but we we learn through stories we share ideas and big concepts through stories i think we always have and we tell ourselves stories about ourselves and if you frame your situation in a negative light you're doing yourself a massive disservice And this isn't always the easiest thing. You know, I fall prey to it myself when I get into a situation where I feel myself being negative. It's hard to turn that around. And something that I've I've been trying to do a lot more lately is instead of saying to myself, well, I can't do that because, and then rattling off a list of justifications because I'm afraid or worried about something, I think to myself, well, I get to do this And I'll give it a try. I'll give it my best shot. Um, And that's something that I definitely have experienced with this podcast. Um, You know, you're putting yourself out there in a public way. And you're no doubt being judged by other people, friends, family, strangers. And um, this is still early days for the podcast. And I know it's not perfect. But I refuse to give up and I refuse to listen to that voice in my head. That little voice of self-doubt. That often comes back and tries to convince me not to keep on going. And every time that little voice says, oh, don't do it, you can't do it, you're wasting your time, I try to reframe it and say, you know what, it's not a waste of my time, I'm going to give it my best try. And uh, I get to send out a message or a couple of messages every week and I actually enjoy the process of it once I get into it. And so don't think of yourself of not being able to do things or not, or I have to do this because I have a, I've made a commitment, but rather try and reframe it as I get to do X, Y, and Z. And just that little reframing really helps you in situations that require courage. And yeah, cool. I think that's where I'll leave it for today. And, uh, yeah, I guess courage is an extremely complex and multifaceted topic, but it's also an incredibly personal thing for each of us to develop. And I think it's within reach of us all. And yeah, just remember that it's not the absence of fear. We all get scared at times, but it's about triumphing over fear, doing things in the face of fear. And so. What I would like to ask you is to just take a moment to think about something, even if it's something small. What is something that you can do today to be a little braver? And I'd love you to share with me on Facebook um, if you have a story about your a moment where you use your courage and your bravery. Um, I normally post the episode on Facebook. as a a post to just announce that it's out. And so if you are somebody who's listening from the Facebook link, I'd love you to to join the conversation um, and start discussing courage and what you think about courage. And if this podcast has helped you in any way, this episode today has helped you in any way to think about courage and how to be more courageous. Cheers. And as always, stay fit. Stay strong, and I hope that you can become the superhero dad that your kids look up to.